Welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast, a show designed to empower, educate, and encourage you to stay focused and committed to your mission. I'm your host, AC Cristales. Let's get ready to roll. Welcome back to Mission Driven with AC Cristales. For today's episode, we are breaking down Cobra Kai episodes 9 and 10 of season 1. And again, I'm joined by my buddy, my friend, my fellow Cobra Kai fan, Jose Monty Baron. What's up, brother? Nothing much, man. Just glad to be on here again, man. Really enjoy chatting with you about this great show <laughs> yeah for sure man and it's just it's just good i don't know how you feel as you're re-watching the episodes and you know now kind of taking notes and just finding different things right to discuss but it just um uh, it, it makes me just you know i laugh at certain things and and then you know i write certain things down it's just i don't know man it just it makes me feel good you know and it's just kind of how can i put it it's just um you kind of just forget about, you know, the stresses in your life, right? The worries you have because you're, you're watching this show. And I guess that's what movies are about, right? Movies and TV shows and, and music, right? It's just an escape from reality. So uh, how do you feel, man, when, as you're rewatching this show? And kind of the same way, just to kind of echo what you said. And I listen to it, you know, I, I, I laugh at, you know, some of the content we discuss, some of the funny parts. And like you said, it just helps take my mind off of all the stuff that goes on around in our world, man, especially right now during the election. Yeah, especially right now during <laughs> but, the election. That's right. But, uh, but yeah, no, man, I, you know, like you said, I take down notes to kind of see where I can improve, how to sound better, just to make it flow better. And hopefully, you know, just it reaches somebody or somebody enjoys know what we talk about <laughs> yeah for sure man you know so definitely man you know definitely you know there are people who who again just need an escape and i think you know whenever you get into you know podcasts and and people listening to podcasts on on different types of topics man they can just you know listen to ours and and just oh you know hey they're talking about cobra kai and and they can see something that we see right and just like oh I, I never saw that oh i never tied that lesson oh i never got that insight so uh again man you know, I, I love doing this. And so let's just go into episode nine. So we're going to discuss the last two episodes of season one. So episode nine is called Different But Same. And the synopsis goes like this. Louis's reckless actions force Johnny and Daniel to go down memory lane. The Cobra Kai students plot revenge against the popular kids. Miguel grows impatient with Samantha. So start us off, man. Give us one of your favorite scenes from this episode. Definitely going to start off with the opening scene and the confrontation at Daniel's house. <laughs> Johnny's angry right after what Louie did. Yep. And he goes over to Daniel's house, you know, pretty much confronts Daniel, says he's behind the damage to his car. Uh, Daniel denies in everything. And it appears right away these guys are about to fight. Yeah. First time, first time since the tournament, first time since 34 years. For sure. You, you look like you're ready to go. And before this, you know, point in time, both characters were kind of changing, going down a, a different path. You know, you uh, you saw Johnny kind of take a smarter approach, you know, especially when it came down to getting Cobra Kai unbanned. You know, he didn't really use his aggression. And then Daniel, you know, is teaching Robbie about balance, about the bad stuff, mm -hmm. you know, not letting it get to him. And in an instant right here they're back to their old ways <laughs> their past resurfaces and like i said all they see is their hatred and <laughs> for each other yeah and some of the things so that, that I, that's go ahead no i was just gonna say that's just one of the scenes that uh right away caught my attention <laughs> yeah and some of the things that um i mean i, I love their dialogue you know and, and it's funny you talk about how you know, they come back to the past and, and Johnny was like, man, you know, I was trying to I was trying to do good. Right. I was trying to let the past be the past. And then he says, you still can't leave well enough alone. And that ties into Karate Kid Part One. So, again, it's it's a serious scene. But, 
you know, again, when you're a Cobra Kai or a karate kid, you know, uh, just nerd, I guess you can say, man, you're like, oh, yo, that's that's what he said in part one or whatever. So uh, I also like when he told Daniel, like, are oh, you the roosters all the same? Your whole family, man, is rotten to the core. You know? Rotten to the core. <laughs> yes. So that was that was pretty cool. And like you said, they're about to fight. And, um, you know, obviously, Amanda comes out, you know, Amanda is Daniel's wife and talks about, you know, them having breakfast. So, yeah, you know, you see that they're about to throw down, but then, all right, that's not going to happen because you have, what, middle-aged men. You know how many middle-aged men are just going to start, <laughs> you know, fighting and stuff. So uh, pretty cool scene. What else did you take from that um, from that scene? Because there's a lot more, but before it goes into that, before it continues with that scene, it, it goes into where uh, Miguel, Miguel is, you know, they're taking the SAT test, right? And Miguel's sad. Right. Miguel's, yeah, he's sad. I guess we can say he's sad and he's just contemplating and thinking about, hey, you know, the the, the day before I saw my girl, you know, talking to another to another guy or whatever, or another guy was at the LaRusso household. So, you know, Miguel's sad. And I think I love all the Miguel and Sam scenes. So one of the things that I wrote is, you know, Miguel's distracted, right? You know, he's distracted and, and you know, he wants to tell Sam about that. And he says, hey, you know, you know, I've never met your parents, you know, when am I going to, you know, when I'm, when am I going to meet your parents? And, and Sam's like, well, I've never met yours. I've never been invited to your house. And Miguel quickly says, Hey, you can come over anytime, anytime you yep. can come over. So I like that. And then she's like, well, let's go out. And he's like, I got to train, you know, because it's just, you know, that's, that's his escape. You know, we've talked about that in previous episodes, karate has been his escape. So I like that scene as well. Yeah, I actually have that written down as well. <laughs> the hallway scene, I yeah. have it, and you can kind of see that they're both really being twisted. Like they're basically John, Johnny, and Daniel have instilled a narrative in them. Yeah, and it's just conflicting in their mind. But at the same time, instead of just "Hey, stop! What's bothering you?" You know, they don't. They just you know continue mind to be twisted yeah by what their quote-unquote father figure and dad yeah yeah <laughs> have told them so yeah it's almost like sometimes the simplest things <laughs> yeah but <laughs> you, know? you know what it's, it's kind of um she you know he was bothered but he didn't want to say what was bothering him so you know it's kind of typical Fact. typical male bro you know sometimes you know you're pissed off or you're mad you're mad at your girl you're mad at somebody and they're like what's wrong and what do you say nothing I know I'm like that, man. You know, people can be like, yo, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm all good. No, and I'm not all good, right? And people know. And so, uh, but then I can under I can understand why why Miguel is is upset because she, like you said, she's dodging his questions too. You know, she's kind of right. like, you know, she's dodging, like, well, why haven't I gone over there? She's like, Well, why haven't I gone to your house? So I can understand his 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 just impatience, as the synopsis said. You know, he's just being impatient because obviously he wants, you know. He wants their relationship to be stronger and deeper and he wants to meet, you know, Daniel and, and the family and all that. And yet she's just kind of dodging that. So I can understand his frustration, you know, and maybe I'm biased because I'm a guy and I'm taking, you know, up for the guy. <laughs> but I can tell, man. But yeah, typical male, right? What's wrong? Nothing. Exactly. You know? <laughs> icing her out completely. Yeah. And so after that, I mean, it goes like, back to the house, right? It goes back to the house and take us there, man. <laughs> and there, you know, Amanda convinces, you know, Daniel and, Jan and Johnny to resolve it over breakfast, you know. And, of course, Johnny, man, always hungry, man, always ready to eat. And um, it's kind of a, a little bit of a revelation, man. And they start kind of going back and forth saying, well, your husband raised my rent. You, you know, you spray painted, <laughs> you yeah. know what, a yeah. dick on, on my billboard yeah. and, you know, torch my car. And so they're going back and forth, and at the end of the day, you know, Amanda convinces Daniel to be the bigger man. Yeah. But there's also a little bit of a revelation, you know, because uh, Johnny reveals that Sam and her friends wrecked into his car exactly. at the start, which is something that they didn't know about at the beginning. But, you know, it's it's, it's kind of a moment where, you know, Daniel takes the high road here. Yeah. You know, you got to give him props for that. He didn't really have to, but... I you know what I I can understand it especially because number one after what Louis did and yeah. after what Sam did, yeah exactly know? don't even get me started on Louis right? that's, no, yeah. that's what he's or saying. Anthony yeah or Anthony you know actually though actually Anthony had this is probably Anthony's best scene 
when he said, hey, you're lucky my dad didn't kill you. And Johnny's like, yeah, you're lucky I didn't kill him. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to tell him you said that. Good. I want him to know. You guys got any ketchup? Yeah, go get it yourself. <laughs> then he calls him a douche. He calls him a douchebag. Yeah, and Johnny's like, dick. <laughs> and then you see Johnny, man, going crazy with the salt, man. With the so, salt, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that was, yeah, I have to say that's Anthony's best scene. From this whole, you know, yeah, definitely had whole, some dialogue. In whole nine episodes, you know, so that was pretty good. But yeah, man. Um, and then it just, you know, I guess it's intertwining, and not so much that we want to break down each scene, but as if we were talking about it before we started recording, there's so much, there's so much good, you know, in the, in this episode with regards to scene and dialogue, and it's just moving moving the story along. So I wrote down. So after that, you know. It goes back to Miguel and he's he's basically heartbroken, man. He doesn't want to eat. You know, they're at the park and and they're you know, they're trying to eat. And I love Hawk. Right. He's training and he kicks Bert in the face. Yeah, he kicks yeah. Bert in the face. And and then Hawk was like, man, so you saw her see. So you saw her eating with some Joe. It was probably just your brother. And then uh, Miguel was like, brothers don't look at their sisters like that. And then uh, Demetrius like, depends what part of country, depends what part of the country (laughs) you're in. So, and then Hawk, man, again, we see the transformation. We've been talking about transformation on this podcast. And, and Hawk was like, well, just, you know, now Hawk's being a little bit more bold. And so we'll go over there and beat his ass, you know? And so um, good scene, because again, it's going to set up you know, the revenge, right? Aisha, Aisha finally gets her revenge. So they're going to strike first at the Canyon. Yeah. They're going to strike first at the Canyon. And, and so that, (laughs) that was a pretty good scene as well. And then they go back to Johnny and Daniel at the car dealership. So tell us about that. Actually, actually before uh, something I noticed about the park scene with uh, Dimitri, Miguel Hawk and Aisha and Bert is like Dimitri is almost kind of being like a voice of reason. Yeah. Trying to tell him, hey, Miguel, you're overreacting. You know, you should just talk to her, you know, yeah. kind of to reiterate what, you know, we, we previously discussed. And like, look, she hasn't given you a reason not to. Yeah. And there's a little bit of a scene after that, I think, or maybe after the dealership scene where you see Miguel actually try to call her and yeah. like apologize. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And so, but, you know, Sam, we'll, we'll, we may discuss that later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. With Sam. We'll but yeah, that. the next the next scene after that is is another one I took down about you know at the dealership, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know so you got Daniel and Johnny walk in the car lot, and <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, J- Daniel recommends a Forester. The Forester, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does he look like, bro? <laughs> a lesbo. Yeah. He says, "What? What do you think I look like? A lesbo?" Yeah. And he's like, "Every." And Daniel's like, "Every one of these vehicles is worth more than that bucket of bolt you were driving." <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then uh, he, he finds the 2009 Challenger, yeah. and Daniel's like, 5.8 liter." Johnny corrects him, 5.7. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's like, so you know about cars, what man does. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely, you know, again, this is one of those scenes where this is the first time where you start to see that they have, oh, okay, they have something in common. Yeah. Like a conversation sure. topic, you know, it's for not sure. all about, hey, the karate and alley or fighting. <laughs> yeah, it's not so much about the hate that they have towards each other, you know. There's, exactly, they have similarities yeah. and we're going to. We're going to see it further along. I know you're going to probably talk about the REO Speedwagon song, but I just want to yep. point this out, man. <laughs> uh, the irony, though, right? So uh, so Day, uh, Johnny wants to test drive the car, right? You know, he doesn't trust Daniel. You know, he's still distrusting right. of Daniel. And the irony is, okay, Daniel's like, hey, go get Robbie. Now, imagine if Robbie would have been there. And so exactly, Robbie wasn't yeah. there. Robbie wasn't working that day. They didn't get a noose. He didn't want to, you know, get Louis. So now... Daniel and Johnny have to be together. And that was exactly. pretty that was that was pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool how that whole scene set up because now they have to be together. And now it's gonna bring us to to me, man, one of the we talk, always we've been talking about the chemistry between uh Johnny and Miguel, but man, the chemistry between Johnny and Daniel, it's great, man. So it's, it's it was it great is. in the original movie and it's great now. So Relax, Danielle, you know, as he takes the car keys. <laughs> that was pretty cool, man. So, yeah, yeah, take us to REO Speedwagon, man. 
Exactly. So they're test driving the car, and you know, Daniel turns on the the radio, and of course, you hear Speedwagon playing. Uh, what what is it? Uh, take me, take me on, take on the run by Speedwagon. That's the song. Take it on the run. Playing. Take it on the run. Take I it on the run. Believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and before you know it, man, they're both singing the chorus. Yep. Well, first, before that, actually, I got ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, before that, they're like. Oh, you like Speedwagon? Yeah. I think Johnny tells me you like Speedwagon. Yeah. Daniel's like, well, what man does it? He, you know? he, he, he then, says the same question to him, right? What kind of man does right, it? Right, exactly. Yeah. And then before you know it, they start singing the chorus. Johnny's over here doing the hand drums. <laughs> that was a, that was a great scene, man. <laughs> it like was. That. It yeah. was. So again, more commonality. You yeah. know, yeah, more commonality. And Take it easy. This car isn't technically yours yet. Relax, Danielle. How many speakers does this thing have? It has enough. Here. There you go. You like Speedwagon? What kind of man doesn't? But if you don't like it, no, no. Sorry. So, you know, it's going to expand here as we go. I don't want to share too much. I don't want to get ahead. But, again, this is just another cool scene where, you know, they put their hatred aside and they're they're starting to connect yeah, in a way. Sure. You know? They are. They're starting yeah. to see that, that they're similar. They're starting to see that they're different but same, which is why, which is why the episode was titled that, Different But Same. So, man, I love this. And I know you love it as well when they go back to the South Seas apartments, man. And they're talking about what had happened. Again, the connection to Karate Kid Part 1. Uh, you know, uh, Johnny's like, yeah, man, I remember. I kicked your ass around that corner. <laughs> and Daniel's like, oh, yeah, how'd that end up? And again, that ties into the Halloween the Halloween scene, right, where, you know, Johnny and the Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai guys are kicking Daniel's butt. And then Miyagi jumps out and, you know, tears him up. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> and then they go into the pool, man. And and it's just it's just great to see that because, man, from if you remember from part one, that was the whole the whole point of the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie. Right. Daniel and his mom right. were moving from New Jersey to California and they go and the mom. Remember, Lucille was hyping California up and she was hyping up the, the apartment, the pool. And then they go and there was no water. And now they go you know, 35 years later and there's water. So that was pretty, just pretty cool. Again, the nostalgia, man. I know we talked about that on the last episode, the nostalgia, but tell, tell us about the similarities that Daniel and, and Johnny talked about in that scene by the pool as they were walking around the apartment complex. One of the ones is, you know, the assumptions that they made about each other, you know, For sure. exactly like Daniel's like, I thought you had everything, man. Mm-hmm big house motorbikes pools and um and you know uh, johnny tells him you know i i didn't really have a dad i had a rich Rich Mm stepdad that's what uh, johnny says yeah and then um daniel just kind of connects right there and he's like well i my dad died at eight yeah so right there you see a similarity you know that you know they didn't have their father figure or their father in their lives Mm -hmm. But here's the next one, and I wrote this down, okay. and, you know, they both start talking about their mother. Oh, I wrote that down, too. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. That's yeah. good. <laughs> well, one of the things I wrote is, you know, both of their moms are, are similar in a way that mm-hmm. they were both wanting the best for them because they knew of the absence of their father. Yeah. You know, uh <clears throat> Johnny's mother married Sid, who had resources and money to take care of Johnny to give Johnny a better life. Yeah. Uh, Lucille moved to New, from New Jersey to California to, you know, try to, I guess, live the for a better dream, job, find a yeah. new, uh, for a better job yeah. and do do what's right for Daniel. So that's another thing they have in common. It's yeah. just, you know, the strong bond that they have with their moms. So, yeah. And he said give me, know, they want she wanted to give me things she didn't have. Exactly. And then he said, moms are good like that. I like that, bro. Because, I mean, I like me too, and you, yeah. man, you know, both our moms were not born in the United States. Both our moms Correct. have worked 
their whole lives, man, to provide for their kids. And at the end of the day, it was just to give us things that they didn't have, man. So, yeah, I love that scene. And again, for us, it means a lot, bro, because we know how the struggles that our moms have gone through to take care and provide for us. And they didn't always give us everything we wanted, man. But, man, right. at the end of the day, they always made sure that we got the things that we needed. You know what I'm saying? Food, Absolutely. clothes, you know, a home. <laughs> so definitely, bro. <laughs> Definitely, man. That was and awesome. one of the things I, I, you know, again, I, I think to myself is, you know, every positive state, every positive step we take, yeah, you know, with every positive step we take, it's like an honor to their sacrifice, man. Oh, for sure. That's just the way I think about it, man. For so, sure. um, you know, they, they sacrificed uh, leaving their home, yeah. you know, to come here to another country, not knowing the language, yeah. starting behind the line of scrimmage yeah, already. And you know, they still pulled us through and here we are, man. No so, doubt, bro. No doubt. So, and you know yeah. what I love about that. So they're talking about that and they're getting deep, right? So it's not superficial talk. It's talk that is like we like to say real talk, man. Right. Real talk about right. real, real life issues. And then, of course, you and John is like, man, you know, I could use a drink, you know. And sometimes that's how it is, bro. You know, like, let's just be it honest. Is. You know, we're it's almost you know, like man, the way like they we, got a vent. Exactly, man. man. We've known each other <laughs> since we met in college, man. And it's already been 20 years. So we were what, 18, 19 years old when we met, man. And, you know, there's times where we just got to go, you know, to pluckers or whatever and just have a beer and just talk, man. So I like that, man. Again, the realisticness of realisticness. I don't even think that's a word. The realness, right, of that scene that I could use a drink. So and then Daniel obviously doesn't want to go. But, hey, good thing Johnny has the keys. So after that, they go into the like when they yeah. go to the no well before that i want to talk about let's go back to the cobra kai kids so hawk miguel bert aisha they're at mm-hmm. uh at the convenience store my boy nestor oh so, yes so on the last episode i said his name was Jorge, but it's actually nestor i looked it up on imdb so the power oh, of the hawk okay. so again hawk man with his alpha you know he has his fake id and we're going to talk real quick uh, how Miguel, that's when he's trying to apologize to Sam and he's going through all those text messages and, and calling her and basically blowing up the phone, man. And right. so, but you, like you said, he, you know, he said, Hey, Sam, it's me. I want to apologize. I really would love to see you today. So uh, yeah, we, we see again. Yeah. The, the part of Miguel that again, man, he wants to make things work with Sam. And then while the kid, while he's doing that, you know, the, the kids well, Hawk, right. Is, is, is buying the, buying the beer with the fake ID and he tells <laughs> Nestor about Pui with the walk off and he was at the bar last night and all that stuff. The bad flip to the <laughs> <laughs> the black flip and and then Nestor's like, hey man, I still gotta see your ID. He's like, I'm flattered. You really think I'm under age? That's my freaking kid right there. And it's Bert. <laughs> Bert, yeah. <laughs> hey, did you see what uh Hawk's name was? Walter Hawkman? No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't on the license it said Walter Hockman, man. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just love that scene for the comedy, and it took me back, bro. Uh, we always talk about this movie, Teen Wolf, man. How you know when he was trying to buy beer with the fake ID? Buy so a case of beer. again, man, that's just the the nostalgia <laughs> and the just the I guess the reminiscent the reminiscing of of movies back in the eighties when they there was always a scene like that, right, where kids were trying to buy, you know beer with uh with fake ids and stuff so that was pretty cool and then we get to the bar scene so tell us about the bar scene with johnny and daniel so you know after they've had that little i guess self-disclosing conversation yeah. at the south side apartments you know um they get to the bar right <laughs> johnny of course orders his go-to course banquet course banquet <laughs> <laughs> and says that uh, to have a to order a Shirley Temple for the lady here when she's referring to death. <laughs> yeah, we like that one, right? Shirley Temple for the lady. <laughs> yeah, and again, they're just um, they start talking about their uh, how they both seeked out a father figure yeah. in the karate in yeah. senseis. Like you know, Johnny was saying that uh, that's what Crease was to him. You know, because Sid really wasn't involved in the picture, so Crease uh, became his father figure. And, you know, how that's where he learned. That's why he joined Cobra Kai, really, yeah. in a way. Not because of Kreese, I'm sorry, but, you know, that's what got him to join Cobra Kai because he didn't, he was lacking a direction or a father figure. Yeah. And then Daniel, on the other hand, you know, he, he you know, seeked out, not really seeked out Miyagi, but he kind of, what, they ran into each other, basically, yeah. because, um, <clears throat> 
you know, Daniel was being bullied by Cobra Kai and, um, you know, Johnny starts to say, Hey, at least your sensei didn't try to kill you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then, and then here's the good part, man. They reminisce about their ex. Yeah. So before we get into that, yeah, yeah. I, I love that part. You know, we, you know, we're going to talk about that because Hey, we know how that is, man. But, uh, not only was Daniel bullied, but Johnny, he even said it. He's like, man, yeah, you know, I had, you know, cause Daniel, again, he's like, I thought you had everything. He's like, yeah, you know, I had fancy cars, right. motorbikes, but he came home and he said this and I got bullied every day. You know, he said that's why. Oh, yes, Cobra Kai. Yes, so, right, yes. You know, so it was just different bullying, man. Sometimes you can, you know, you can have this facade and and be around your friends. And again, man, you know, with my experience working with teenagers, man, for the past 20 years as an educator, man, I see it. You know, the kids who pretend to be hard, you know, around their friends and tough and all that. But at home man, they're man, we don't even know their home life sometimes. So that's how kind of Johnny is, man. Yeah. You know. At school, he's he's a man, right? Because he's a Cobra Kai. But little did we know, you know, he was having a horrible home life. He said, "Man, look, I didn't get any attention at home. You know, Kreese gave me more attention than I got at home." So that's right. Yeah. You know, so that that's 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 yeah. pretty cool because again, the similarities because Daniel was getting bullied by Cobra Kai, but just because Daniel was getting bullied by Cobra Kai, that doesn't mean that Johnny wasn't fa- facing some sort of bullying. And he was, you know, he discloses it. You know, and obviously that's a lot, you know, easier to hide because it's stuff that happens at home. Right. We don't always right. know what goes on at a person's home, you know, as opposed to Daniel. He's getting his butt kick at school or at the beach, <laughs> all that, you know. So uh, but push again, down the hill. <laughs> yeah, push down the hill. But it, again, th- that showed their similarities. They were finding, you know, some role models through karate. And one of the things, man, that I wrote down is that you got to get to know people's story, man, you know, because sometimes we have these misconceptions of people simply because they look a certain way, they dress a certain way, they talk a certain way, but get to know people's story. That's what I put as a lesson, man. And one of the things that I always said is like, look, there's, there's certain people and I'm good with this, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm 38, man, about to be 39, you know, in, in a couple of weeks next month. But man, I always say this, look, you know what? You may not like me, but just get to know my story. And at the end of you knowing my story, not going to say that you're going to like me, but you're going to respect me, you know? And I think that's where Daniel was at. Right. Because again, he didn't know all this about Johnny. All he knew was his misconception. All he knew was like, man, Johnny was probably some rich punk whatever. But once he got to know about Johnny's story, he's like, all right, I I can respect this dude because it was only supposed to be one beer. It was only supposed to be one drink. And now they're (laughs) like, no, we're having more. And check this out. I want to, I want to share this with you because I heard this in a podcast with Ralph Macho. So after they're talking about that, right, after they said, except yours didn't break your trophy and try to kill you. And Daniel's like, man, you're right. Because, again, they're talking, you know, real talk. And Daniel's like, all right, let me get a, a, a martini, ice, ice cold. And guess what? The way uh, the way the writers wrote that in is because they heard Ralph Macho order that when they met, when they were talking about filming uh, Cobra Kai. They, oh, so Ralph okay. Macho actually orders his drinks like that ice, ice cold so they included that in the script. So I wanted to throw that little nugget out there, man. I didn't know that at all. Man. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. It, you know what? It's almost like they're, you wouldn't, based on that scene, you know, it's almost like they're, they've been homeboys for a long time. Ah, if, you, if you take out their, if you take out their past and everything and you just see two guys having a combo, having some drinks, you're like, oh man, these guys are probably homeboys for long. Yeah, time. you're right, bro. For sure. And because it's the similarities, you know, it's the similarities that they have, you know, and I think that's one of the, that's one of the reasons, that's one of the reasons why you and I are so cool, man. Cause remember our our first conversation was about wrestling, right? (laughs) Yeah. And government class. (laughs) I was talking about, I was talking about triple H or something. Triple H. Didn't we have that class? Well, it was a summer class. It was a summer class. Yeah. We had summer one and summer two. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably a Tuesday after Monday Night Raw or something. Yeah, for sure, bro. For sure. (laughs) All right. So now, before we get to, um, before we get to the, where you were going to talk about, you know, how they started reminiscing, uh, again, and, and again, you know what? I, I'm, I'm cool with breaking down each scene because, again, it's all pretty good. So then you see how, again, transformation. I know I keep saying that word, but they go back to the scene where the kids are at the canyon. Right. So Aisha and, and Cobra Kai, basically, we're going to, you know, take over the canyon before Yasmin was going to have her party there. So I like how Kyler's scared. And again, it just shows, right? Kyler at the beginning, you know, he was a big bully. Now he's scared because he knows, you know, Miguel will, will tear him up. 
And so I, exactly. some of the things that, that I that I pointed out and I wrote down, I like how Hawk, man, he, he's got the moves now, man. You know, he's giving the eye to Moon and Moon it's is all, man. heck yeah, Moon is all starstruck <laughs> now and stuff. So, uh, and then man, I got to say this, dude, I got to say this, Miguel, when he's drinking beer, it's just like, dude, come on. He's like that rookie move, man. You know, it's just like you see how he picked up that beer and he just started chugging it. I'm like, no wonder. He, it, yeah, <laughs> no wonder this guy's gonna be bro. tore up later in the episode, man. So uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right, so then then it it cuts back to the bar with Daniel and Johnny. And Dan, uh Johnny laughing about, man, you got spaghetti all over your face. And he's like, nah, man, it was all over my chest. And then they talk about who, man? Who do they talk about, man? They talk about Allie. Allie. Daniel, tell, Daniel tells him, I heard Allie clocked you pretty good. Yeah. And then and then the highlight reel happens. Yeah. You know, you see John, he's like, man, she was some kind of some kind of girl. And Daniel's like, yes, she was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Johnny asks Daniel, hey, have you seen her, talked to her yeah. <laughs> since then? And he's like, no. You know, but then Daniel starts like listing all these details. I heard she, uh, she's a doctor now, a pediatric surgeon. Um, she lives in Colorado and she's married and Johnny's like, well, for somebody who hasn't talked to her in such a long time, you sure she didn't know a lot about Exactly. Because of the Facebook, right? (laughs) Because of the Facebook and Johnny's like, what's Facebook? What's a Facebook? Exactly. But I like, I also like what, what, uh, Johnny said. He's like, man, Elle is a doctor now. I knew she was smart, but I figured she was hot enough to avoid work. <laughs> to avoid work. Yeah, you yeah. see Johnny and it's just his, his old school views, man. <laughs> she was hot mm-hmm. enough to avoid work. Spaghetti all over your face, man. It was hilarious. There wasn't any spaghetti on my face. It was on my chest and had that sauce burned. Yeah, it's even funnier, man. Mm. Yeah, laugh all you want. I hear Ali clocked you right after that. Yeah, I had it coming. Man, that girl was something. Yeah, she was. You ever see her these days? Nah, not in decades. Maybe she met some guy in med school. Allie's a doctor now? Wow. I knew she was smart, but I figured she was hot enough to avoid work. Yeah, she's a pediatric surgeon. Her husband's an oncologist. Sounds like a tool. I don't know. I never met him. They live in Denver. For someone who hasn't talked to Allie in decades, you sure know an awful lot about her, man. I've seen her on Facebook. What's a Facebook? Wow. Really, John? <laughs> Come on. Allie Mills Schwarber. That's her last name now? No. Wow, what a downgrade. Are there any photos? I wonder how she's holding up. Uh, you gotta be a friend to see them. I never friend requested her. Why not? Because I'm a happily married man. I don't need to be snooping around my ex's photos. Besides, she never friend requested me either, so... Hold on, is that her husband? Let's see what this loser looks like. Look at that dumb face. Uh, yeah, man, let me let me ask this question, bro. I know you're married, man, so... Uh, um, but before you got married, man, you ever look up your, your, formal, your former girls on, on social media? It was probably MySpace back then. <laughs> it, was probably, MySpace. it was MySpace, but uh, <laughs> I don't think uh, I did it on MySpace. I, I mean, you can't help it. I yeah. mean, I'm, we I'm all do. Lie. Hey, I've done yeah, it. I've done it. You know what I'm saying? You browse just to see. I, you browse just to see what. Uh, you well, know, what, how they're doing? I guess you could yeah, say who they're with, how they're doing, and so hey. How is she doing exactly. now? She's a doctor, and her last name is what? Schwarber. Schwarber. She's like, I like what Johnny said. What a downgrade. <laughs> Schwarber. What a downgrade. What did he say? He looks like a tool or something like yeah, that. And exactly. Johnny's like, a, and Daniel's like, he's a dick or something. <laughs> Loser. Look at that dumb face. That's what he said. Look, oh, look at yeah, the dumb face. And they owed her another round, man, because hey. That's what happens, bro. You know, when you see guys being guys. Yeah, man. man. When you see that girl that that got away and you see her with another guy, you see her that she's happy, man. It's like, yo, makes you just want to makes you just want to drink, man. So they got another drink, dude. So that was that was a great scene, man. I love that scene. So you can tell again, they're they're bonding. And then uh, then it goes back to the canyon, man. You know, Miguel Miguel's drunk, bro. He's all burping and stuff, right? you know, and Moon is making out with Hawk and Dimitri's trying to hit on Yasmin 
and Yasmin, you know, <laughs> tries to bully Aisha. And this is this is great because Aisha gets her revenge. So tell us about Aisha, man, and how she gets her revenge. I mean, she literally just like what she said at the park, she struck first, you yeah. know, she saw <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yasmin's post on Instagram, VIP only at the park. So they beat them to it. Yeah. And so now Yasmin's like, oh, can't believe it. Everything's ruined what she was expecting. Yeah. And, um, you know, Moon, Moon fits in right away. Like she sees Hawk and she yeah. goes down there and everything's all good while Kyler and Brooks take off. Yeah. <laughs> and so then Yasmin's just like tired of being there. You know, everybody's having fun around her. It's kind of a role reversal if you think about it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, she confronts Aisha about it. And Aisha, you know, doesn't take it, man. Yeah. And, and she's, she's she, mean to uh, Aisha again, you know, calling her fugly yeah. and all your friends are freaks. Oh, yeah. She's, she's mean yeah. again, man. So. Yeah. And Aisha doesn't take it, man. And she's like, gives her a wedgie, I yeah, guess you could front, say. front wedgie. Front wedgie, yeah. Front wedgie, and yeah. And she screams, no mercy. You know, I like no that, man. It's that Cobra Kai, that Cobra Kai influence coming through, you know? And then everybody's laughing around her. Mm-hmm. Remember before in pre in the earlier episodes? Oh, where they were laughing, laughing at Aisha. At Aisha. Ah, that's true. Exactly. There we go and for sure. Tables to turn doesn't feel so good. Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. then she takes off. Yeah. So there's exactly. the influence of Cobra Kai. There's man. the influence of Cobra Kai and the confidence that it instilled, right? And we talked yep. about this on the last episode when Johnny was like, "Look, you know, I've seen you know these students get more confident." And that's it, dude. Aisha, before Cobra Kai, she would have never done that, man. They would have never struck, struck first. They would have never, you know, uh, just had the confidence to to stand up to to Kyler and Yasmin and, and, and those people who are the popular kids, right? Because that's what they were. Right. You know, the way it's been displayed in this epi- in these episodes are these are the popular kids. These are the kids who have money. These are and all this stuff. Right. But yet now they have the confidence because of Cobra Kai. And so. We also see the soap opera love triangle beginning, right, with uh, yeah. Robbie because Robbie wants to get with Sam. He thinks Sam's a cutie. He uh, he he schemes his way right to to get some alone time with her, and so they go to the party and and he's disappointed to hear that she has a boyfriend. And then when they see Miguel, you know, it's just it just starts it, it all starts coming together because you see right. it's it's Larusso versus Johnny, Cobra Kai versus Miyagi. So. Uh, Miguel's face right when he sees her when he sees when he sees her hey (laughs) who's this guy who's this guy (laughs) wait and he's like wait this is your boyfriend yeah (laughs) exactly and um it's almost like Johnny Daniel and Allie all over again yeah yeah you know what I mean yeah they were on the beach in their first encounter this is one of my connections you know and here they're at a lake and remember in the original, Johnny pushes Daniel yeah. with the, uh, what was it? The, the stereo. Boom box. Yeah, the boombox. The boombox. Yeah. yeah. And the same thing, Miguel pushes uh, Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Okay. It's like, yeah, a little connection there. I yeah, had for sure. In. But yeah, I also had that written down that, uh, yeah, it's a love triangle that's starting to form here. And um, basically, it's, it's driving Miguel and Sam apart. Mm-hmm. But it's all because it's all because of the influence of Johnny and Daniel and their narrative. Yeah. So just you know, hey, Larusos are bad. Hey, uh, Cobra Kai is bad. You know. Yeah. So. I like, I like Miguel though, because uh, I like when when Sam was like, "Have you been drinking?" And obviously, you know, you could, you could tell he'd been drinking. And he's, he's like, like "No, no, no, no. Not only that, don't don't turn this on me. <laughs> don't turn this on me." And so uh, I have to say this, though, man, this is the first time we got some really cheesy dialogue. And here's why I'll say that. All right. So let me let me tell you what Sam tells Miguel. My dad was right about Cobra Kai. Good luck at the tournament. I won't be there. The first time is pretty good. That's pretty cheesy right there, bro. Like, you know, my dad was right about Cobra Kai. Come on, man. Like Miguel (laughs) was a dude that that saved you when you were in distress. Miguel was a dude that took you in. When you needed a lab partner, you gonna say that about Miguel? Come on! So that was for me. You know, I was like, man, that was the first time it was cheesy. My dad was right yeah, about I Cobra Kai. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Good and it was just one action. Yeah, yeah, just one action. You exactly. know, exactly one mistake, and and again, you know, you don't know his side of the story. You know, he's been calling, he's been trying to apologize. I don't. I mean, I, she may have not read his or heard his voicemails that she that he exactly. left her. Yeah. 
so she just assumed the worst. Yeah. And, you know, she's she's a little deceptive as well because you know she's you know hasn't she's, really. She's a Larusso. Exactly. <laughs> Run to the core, baby. Run to the core. Yeah. So she hasn't also. I mean, she can sense that Miguel knows yeah. that Sam's kind of holding back and not really hasn't been want he she hasn't wanted to introduce him to to daniel because of what daniel would say or be mad at yeah. her you know because daniel's always said that cobra kai is bad so yeah, for sure again it's just that influence <laughs> yeah for sure for sure so then i yeah. did oh sorry no, i didn't no, you're good, dude, you're you, good. Just, no you're good something i want to point out in this okay. uh, a little bit it happened a little bit before the scene it was um Eli and Dimitri. Okay. I don't know if you caught this. Uh, they're sitting down at the lake. Yeah. And uh, they have a little dialogue that says, I think Dimitri tells Eli, so you shave your head, get a tattoo, and everything changes? Yeah. And then Hawk tells him, let me let you in on a little secret. It's not just a haircut. It's just not the tattoo. It's the way of life, man. You just got to <laughs> feel the energy yeah. and live the moment. Yeah, yeah. So I just like that. Yeah, I, that was one of the quotes I took down. I like yeah. that. You know what? I didn't even pay attention to that. But that goes in with with uh, with just uh, like I was saying, um, Hawkman, just him having the confidence, too. So we can say that Aisha showed her confidence. Hawk showed his confidence. So, again, just the, the influence that Cobra Kai is having on them, man. So, yeah, I like I like that. Um, so then total man, 180 for both of total, them. total 180 for both of them. You know, obviously we've seen Miguel's transformation, but in this scene, we see how the other Cobra Kai kids are being, you know, just influenced and in, in their transformation as well. And so then it takes us to the, the last scene and, and I love it. I love scene. it. Be, I love oh, it because, yes. because again, <laughs> of our, our love and affinity for, for Rocky. Right. And so he's like, man, uh, save it for the mat. He's like, come on, you know, let's let's do it. Come on, one time, like at the end of Rocky, like Rocky Rocky Three, like Rocky and Apollo. <laughs> so that was pretty cool, man. And um, yeah. yeah, dude, what, what else did you get from that? Well, then the truth comes to light, you yeah. know, because um, now Dan- Johnny sees Robbie training at uh, Daniel's dojo, yeah, and basically wipes out. Mm-hmm the last what uh few scenes that they had bonding together getting to know each other kind of almost becoming homeboys yeah and the past just comes right back he sees red he he interprets it basically that daniel's trying to be a father to robbie kind of get back at him yeah and which is you know not true (laughs) because he didn't even know because yeah because daniel didn't didn't even know know that robbie was with the john robbie was johnny's son yeah yeah, and so he shoves Daniel, and then, of course, Robbie gets caught in the crossfire. Daniel pretty much cuts him off. He's like, man, this is a con. You lied to me. You know, don't ever come back here. Don't ever come back to the dealership. So, And there's know, a similarity totally there. There's a similarity yeah. there because they both feel betrayed. Daniel feels betrayed, exactly. and Johnny feels betrayed. So, again, go, ties into the... To the title, the title of the episode, right? Different, but same, you know, because they both they, they both feel betrayed. You know, and so, uh, yeah, I just, I think I like it because of the whole Rocky Three reference, you know. Rocky Three, yeah, me too. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> they wanted to give, they wanted to go each other just one, one more time. One more time, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it reminds me of this, uh, sorry, this is non Cobra Kai, but it, yeah. it just ties into something uh, one of my uncles told me one day about two of his friends. Yeah. Uh, they were out drinking just at somebody's house and, they just two of two of the guys just walk off to the side. They're like, "Hey, we'll be right back." Vamos a echar un tiro, meaning, yeah. And it was they named it El Tiro Amistoso, meaning tiro the amistoso. friendly fight. Yeah, <laughs> that's good, bro. It just brought me back to that. Yeah, man, these for two sure. guys just wanted to see who was better, so they're actually going to fight each other. <laughs> exactly, dude. It's like when Sorry, we used to just, play. We used to play basketball, bro. Remember, we used to play like one on one with your boy. You know, you need yeah. your boy, but yo, let's take it one on one. You know what I'm saying? Let's see who can exactly first first one to ten. Got to win by two. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So you know what, man? We're gonna we're gonna wrap up episode nine, and then we're gonna do ten on a different one. So let's just do this, man. A couple more things from this episode. Uh, different but same. Let's see if you got this. All right. So obviously, we've talked about Daniel and Johnny. They're similar, man. They're similar. 
that you even said that they could have been best friends, man. They could have been homeboys and stuff, you know, so even though they're different, they're still same. And also this, man, do you remember when um, Daniel showed Miyagi the picture of him and Allie? Yes. And they're like, y'all look good together. And Daniel's like, yeah, but we're different, but same or something like that. Remember that? You're, you're right. And no, no. Oh, oh, no. Miyagi said, hey, different, but same. And Daniel's like, no, right. different, but different. Remember? Yes. Yeah. So look birthday, at that. Yeah. It's even there's the connection exactly. right there. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Kids legal now, huh? Oh, I never know you have sweetheart. Oh, no, no, I don't. Look good together. Mm, different, but same. No, no, different, but different. Mm. Yeah, dude. big three, man. Only the big three. That's why it makes the show so great. Man. Exactly. When I say the big three, I'm referring to the to the writer creators, Josh, John, and Hayden. Yeah, man. man. So, They're fans of the show, and only they would know something like that. For sure, man. So yeah, great episode, man. Uh, so yeah, man. Let's do the the top three. We again, we always have Jordan and Pippin. You know, Johnny and Miguel, and then we're gonna get three. You know, three uh, three characters who tore it up, who did well, who did great in this episode and then we're going to talk about additional lessons all right so let me go ahead and get started again you know we again we always include johnny and miguel because they always do good i gotta give it up to aisha gotta give it up to aisha in this one man because again you know she finally got her revenge she finally you know stood up she has some great scenes obviously the wedgie scene on uh on yasmin that's one that i'm sure a lot of people who watch cobra kai will will remember because that was a great scene so Got to give it up to Aisha. Who else you got? What other, what other two or three do you have? I have Hawk, man. I would have to put Hawk in there, man, just for the confidence, man, and like, like he said, you know, feel the energy and leave the moment, man. That's a very good quote. That's that a good quote, man, me. for sure. Yeah, all right, man. <laughs> all right, Hawk. So, I'm with you there. So we got Hawk. You good with Aisha, or you want somebody else? No, no, I'm good with Aisha okay. too. Yeah, because I mean, I'm glad. You know, I'm happy for her, happy for her character to turn it around, man. Yeah, to not let that consumer. Okay. And um I mean I could throw in Amanda too. Amanda was pretty critical in this episode just to kinda number one keep Daniel in check, you know. Um she was the voice of reason, kind of stop them from pretty much humiliating themselves <laughs> at yeah. the pool scene okay. and uh and she forced Daniel to make it right, man, to to make it right because of what Louie and uh, Sam did to Johnny. Okay. You know? And pretty much throughout the Throughout this whole season, she's, you know, been in and out, kind of like the voice of reason, kind of yeah. like, you know, what's, uh, what's the word I want to use? Um, <clears throat> the facilitator, you yeah, know? for sure. For sure. So I, I would throw in that. And again, I'm, I'm trying to use characters that are non No, you know stars, what? You know? You're right. Because without Amanda, we wouldn't have had the, the breakfast scene. We wouldn't have had where she said, hey, you know, you own a car dealership. You can give him a car. You're not going to give him an Audi. So she kind of orchestrated the events that occurred between Johnny and Daniel. So without Amanda, without her influence, because again, man, not only is Cobra Kai, you know, is that influential? Not only is Miyagi influential, but, you know, women are influential as well. You know, the women in your life when you're married, they, they play a big influence in, into how you think and, and how you act. So, hey, I'm with you there, man. So much love to Amanda for orchestrating and making sure that that Daniel and Johnny played nice in this episode. So there we go, man. We got, again, we had uh, Miguel and Johnny as always, and we had Hawk, Aisha, and Amanda. All right, so and she, go ahead, man. I was just going to say one last thing, and she also came down on, on Sam when she found out that, uh, that she uh, was part of, she wasn't driving, but she was in that accident, that hit and run with Johnny's car, and yeah. she, she took away the, uh, what is it the electronics right away because she yeah, knew <laughs> for sure so yeah so she's disciplinarian there too so definitely man that. definitely definitely she was strict i put that as well i had noted that down as well so she was strict and and she handled business as a mom should so any lessons man i know that i had talked about you know just getting to know people's story but anything that you took out from this that you want to share before we finish up it's, absolutely the one i wrote down is just before you judge someone um, you have to walk a mile in their shoes. Man. There we go. It's exactly. kind of similar to, hey, different but same. Kind of similar to what I'm saying. Different but right? same, yeah. yeah go exactly. ahead go ahead so and expound on that, bro. That's good. It's just like you should never assume, man. Yeah. Just because you see, like, and we've 
you touched on it too throughout the uh, discussion. You know, just because you see somebody have all these nice things doesn't mean good things are happening behind the scenes. Yeah. Or just because you see somebody, you know, in a negative light doesn't mean that it's all bad, hmm. you know, everywhere else. So that's kind of what I took from it, you know. For sure, bro. And you know what? I was as you were talking about that, I was thinking about this. So there's this book that I read and and I'm here in my office trying to see where it's at, but it's called Same Kind of Different or something like that. And it's it's a powerful story because it goes like it, it contrasts it. um It shows the differences between somebody who's rich and someone who's, who's homeless, but then the similarities that bring them together. And so that kind of goes along to what we're talking about and kind of goes along to what we've been discussing with this episode. Yeah, people may be different, but at the end of the day, they're still the same. And so, you know, for, for anybody out there that's listening, just know that get to know people, you know, don't judge them so quick and get to know them because I'm sure that's what you want. You don't want to be judged. You don't want people to just assume you're a certain way just because, you know, you're of, of uh, a specific race. I mean, let's just be honest. We talked about that, right? With what's going on in our society. You know, people want to stereotype because you're part of a specific race or you're part of a specific political party or you're part of a specific, you know, religion or whatever, man. But get to know people's story. And again, I'm not saying you got to like them, you know, right. But at the end of the day, you know, you, you give them that respect, you know, and you treat others the way you want to be treated. So uh, good stuff there, man. And look, look, look at the insight that we get from Cobra Kai, man. So good stuff right there. Good stuff right there. You got anything else to add before we wrap up episode nine different but same well no just to touch on what you all that you said right there and you know you can disagree with someone but just don't disrespect them exactly there we go that's a good lesson to teach your kids too man you know that's a good lesson to teach your kids i'm sure you're teaching your you know your young son and and daughter man that hey at the end of the day it doesn't matter that person looks different than you you respect them you know and i know that that's what i give to isabella as well you don't ever make fun of anybody regardless if they don't look like you if you know they don't have any friends you have to be the the better person man and so that's just uh yeah man it's just good lessons for life so man that's it for episode nine different but same